This episode is brought to you by Roster Up Media, your home for tangible insights on the NFL and fantasy football. For the hottest takes and deep dives on your favorite NFL teams, as well as daily and season-long fantasy football hacks, head to rosterupmedia.com. If you love football, you'll love Roster Up. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Jet Up Podcast. This is the end of season wrap up show. Uh, we got a few of us on here today to to chat about the Jets' season, some of our reactions to how the season went, uh, and we're also going to jump in and, and predict some of the free agency moves, draft moves, and what we expect for twenty twenty two, and whether this team needs to be a playoff team after eleven. Straight years out of the playoffs, which is embarrassing. Um, but thanks for joining us. We are part of the Roster Up Media Podcast Network. Um, we are actually recording here in uh, a platform here, and Ryan, who is our co-host, has named himself Robert Sala um, for the <laughs> the names that are on the screen. Um, he's very confident in his leadership ability. Uh, and then we also have Tom Deanna, so uh, who is a new guest for us. We haven't had him on the show before, but. Uh, he's been part of our Jets chat um, as we go through games and have way too many overreactions as games go, oh, yeah. um, and uh, but it's a lot of fun. So I'm gonna I'm gonna dump it off to Ryan first. It looks like he raised his hand here. Um, so <laughs> Ryan, what do you got to say? Um, it's good to be here. Haven't been on an episode in a while. No, I just clicked that. I, I wanted to know what it did. Um, <laughs> haven't used this app, so good to be here, Tom. Welcome. Um, Thank you. I, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to. I know we've had some uh, discrepancies in the chat throughout the uh, season. I'm uh, looking forward to air them out with you guys. Yeah, I mean, I think anyone knows if you know me, I'm the most emotional Jeff fan. <laughs> um, Very true. Out there, so everything I say, take it with a grain of salt. Um, but you had a couple too many, and you said that Kyle Trask was going to be better than Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I learned. The real you. I don't yeah, know if I ever said that. Ryan can definitely go off the handle in the middle of a game. And, and uh, I sometimes he has me remove things from the show because uh, he's like, that take was ridiculous. Take that off. So, um, you know, we'll see if we get any of those today. But it's been a it's been a very, you know, up and down season. I think, you know, we're happy to, you know, jump in, though, and talk about some of the things that we saw that we liked. But obviously, 4-13, and 13, right? That was our record. So, yep. two more wins. We doubled our win total. From 2020, um, from two to four, not too impressive, um, but uh, you know it's it's progress, and and I think we enjoyed the coach a little bit more this season, and you know instead of lame duck Adam Gase, um, but you know obviously still only four wins. Uh, we went from pick two in the draft to pick four in the draft, so two wins, pick two, four wins, pick four. I don't really know what's going on, um, but anyway, we're gonna dive into it all, recap the season. Um, and talk about some of the ups and downs and, and things that we're probably more excited about than things that we're upset about because it's not as fun to talk about things we're upset about. So anyway, um, you know, do you guys have any just overall thoughts on the season before we jump into sort of our team awards, we'll call them, or player awards, I should say? The Dundies. The, the Dundies. Right, you go first. Uh, I thought that the first half of the season was an extreme disappointment. Um, and then the second half was super encouraging. 
Uh, I think just on every level. I think um, the quarterback play, you know, Zach was a little overwhelmed early. Um, I don't think he was ready. I think the game was a little too fast for him, but it really slowed down for him at the end. And I think, I think he finished strong. I think he was, he didn't turn the ball over. Um, and that's the most important piece. I think Salah, you know, it's a process. And I said that right before the season, that's going to be a process. However, you wanted to see a little bit of, you know, improvement over the year. And after like six weeks, you just didn't really see anything. Uh, so that was concerning, but then obviously, you know, as time goes on, he showed that he pretty much knows what he's doing. Um, Again, you can't crown a guy yet as a great head coach, but um, at least you got that type of feeling going forward. Um, I thought it very encouraging at the end of the year, and, and it's frustrating because they didn't have a high win total, but at the end of the day, you know, I don't know if anybody really expected this season to be about wins and losses. I think it was about Zach uh, and the coach. So I think we saw what we wanted to see, and hopefully we take this. You know, I don't really think that all, like going into having – end of the season momentum. I don't think that really carries over because that's what it talks about with Adam Gase um, when they finish strong. So, you know, every year I feel like is a, is a new year. And I think, you know, at least we saw some young guys play real well. I'm going to, I'm going to double down on that with the, uh, yeah, the first, the first half of the year was tough. I think it was, we played the Broncos, we got smoked and then we played the Patriots and got smoked again. And I think we were 0 three, right? Were those, what were the first three games of the year? It was yeah, we were on three. We were Patriot, uh, Carolina, New England, right. and uh, Denver. Denver, that game, yeah. Right that was after the Denver game, I was like, all hope is lost. My life is over. I hate everything. <laughs> and but then I don't know. I think right when Zach came back from injury, I think he came back for the Texans game, and he didn't really play that great that game. But we got the win, and I honestly think we put so much pressure on like the quarterback playing well to win games. And I thought it was just really encouraging seeing us win games without our quarterback play. You know what I mean? Like we always are like, Oh, Zach Wilson has to play so good, but we, we I mean, the Texans aren't very good, but we got to w- win against the Texans. We got to win without Zach against the Bengals where like we just showed heart. And I kind of think that was the theme throughout the year is that we just played with so much more heart and like passion with Robert Sala than we did with Adam Gase. I feel like last year they just went through the motions and you can kind of just tell. And I really just feel like the players really want to play for Robert Sala. So I do feel like there is a little bit of a culture being built. I mean, I'm not going to sit up here and act like everything is perfect because we went 4-13, and 13, and that's not good. But I definitely think we're, we're trending upwards. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point because we, we talk a lot about the record. But the way – I mean, if you watch the game, I think you see the way people play at a certain time of year tells you whether they're bought in or not. And I think what we saw at the end of the year was playing competitive football against really, really good football teams down to the end of the game. And I think something I kept asking for in the podcast as the season went was like finish games, like play two halves of football, you know, and I think uh, as, as the season went, we started to see more of that and against the Bucks, against the bills, even though we lost the bills game a little bit on paper, it looks worse than it was. You know, we were in those games until the fourth quarter. Um, and I think against the Saints, too, that was a game where we, we really were in, in a one-score game for most of the game. So, you know, that shows you that those guys are not laying down towards the end of the game. They're they're fighting to the end. So I think that that goes, you know, sort of back to Robert Sala. And, and I think he'll make a big impact, too, as we talk about, like, free agency. You know, players that want to go play for him 
um, you know, versus playing for a guy like Adam Gase. I think there's just a lot more excitement around a guy like Rob Sala. So anyway, I think, yeah, I think those are good points. Um, you know, I think the eye test, we'll talk about this with Zach stats aren't everything, you know, I think, you know, we want to see better stats going forward from a guy like Zach, but you know, I'll just get into it right now so we could talk about it, but he finished the season, um, with a 55% completion percentage. So that's pretty bad. Um, he, I w- I'm attributing a lot of that to his early struggles and then loss of, you know, some of his top receiving talent. I think we saw him lose basically he was, he was throwing the ball again to some really mediocre receivers the last few games. And, uh, it seems to be the, uh, the common theme with the Jets, you know, week That's 16. Yeah. 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 So they, they were awful. Um, so him, him being able to actually go out there and throw interception free football for five straight games, I think was pretty impressive. Um, so I think it, to me, it, you know, the stats were not there. You know, he threw for 2,334 yards, nine touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Um, but he also had four rushing touchdowns. Um, and some of those were pretty exciting and and where he showed some of his athleticism. So I think there's more to it than the stats show. I think we saw a player, and I, I'm giving him my most improved player award. Usually you give that to somebody who improves from year to year, but I'm giving it to him from beginning of season to end. You know, I think, you know, do you guys agree with that? I think he really went from, like, looking a little bit lost, happy feet, throwing off the wrong foot, you know, missing yeah. open guys. We were all kind of like, is this is this guy this bad? Like, did we miss again? And I think the last five or so games, he changed that narrative. I mean, me and Ryan were at the Buccaneers game, and I think it was hard, kind of hard for us to tell. Like, some of those throws that he made were so like into tight windows. I think he played his best game of the year against the Bucks, and I really think he improved a lot as well. I was kind of trying to. Uh, temper the expectations to you guys at one point. I think it was after the uh, it was after the Saints game, and he had some bad throws, like bad, like guys just in the flat screens. He couldn't hit water if he threw a ball off of a boat. Yeah, that was but, a game where Zach Wilson supporters were like, wait a minute, is this guy, su- does he suck? You know, I yeah, think like everyone was like, oh, God. He, he was bad that game, but I think he really pulled it together. And I think that Michael Floor, I don't know if this is going to go, into a conversation about Michael Floor. I'm a big Michael Floor guy. I think he's a great coach for Zach. And I think he kind of ripped into him at times because after it was before the Jaguars game, they reported that he ripped into him that he was leaving too many rushing yards on the field and they rushed for a 50 yard touchdown. Like I think he's very coachable and I think he's in a good position with Michael Floor and our coaches. Yeah. I think, um, just watching him go from the beginning to end of the season, it looks like a different player. Um, and that's with, you know, losing Makai back then and losing, you know, injuries along the line and, and along the receiving core down the stretch of the season. I feel like he, he improved as the team around him kind of fell apart, you know, injury wise. So that's encouraging. Um, yeah, the Bucks game was super exciting. I mean, he was hitting throws where I just didn't expect, you know, anything out of him. Um, he, does he still try to make the big play? Yeah, but that that's kind of his game. So we got to be patient with him. And, and again, LaFleur has done an excellent job. He was public enemy number one of Jets fans, you know, weeks one through four. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, this coaching staff is starting to come together. Um, but Zach himself just looks looks a lot more comfortable. 
Um, and, and a great thing, uh, you know, a great positive of him coming out of the draft is that he just loves football. So he, he's in the film room 24 seven. Like, I'm pretty sure I read a report that Salah had to kick him out of the, you know, the, the, the video room um, just because he's there so much and he loves football. He wants to get better. Um, and that's really encouraging. And, you know, he's not afraid to, you know, answer questions by the media and things like that. Whereas, you know, I love Sam Darnold, but, you know, he kind of was go with the flow, you know, I got to be better. Zach is like, yeah, I'm going to be better. I know I'm going to be better. Like he's very confident. Um, And I think, you know, Douglas is actually building around him. You know, Sam had no shot. You know, I actually feel like we're putting pieces around him to be successful. And we'll know if the kid can play, you know, going forward, you know, in a shorter window than we did with Sam. We had no idea. We we pretty much thought he wasn't great. Um, but that's kind of like encouraging that we saw Zach take that improvement and we're only going to put better pieces around him. Yeah, I think I don't, th- what's, what's interesting is I still see a lot of Jets fans saying that, oh, his supporting cast sucks. And, you know, uh, he has a much better supporting cast than Sam ever did. Yeah. And I think he's a better yeah, player course. than Sam. Um, so I think it's going to be, you know, just keep adding those pieces, keep stacking on top of what we saw from a great rookie class, which I think overall, turned out to be really encouraging uh, from an offensive sure. standpoint, especially. So, you know, I think we talked about, we, we overreact as the season goes, like Zach has a really rough few games. We're kind of like, you know, who cares if he loves football? Like he sucks. He can't throw a football. Um, but then, you know, he turned it around. I think th- we always talk about the sign of a great quarterback, right? Is like, you can lift guys around you up um, when you don't have the talent out there. And I think he did do that at the end. That's exactly. You know, like what you said, the exactly. Yeah, like they we were yeah. playing a better team. We had guys sitting out. I mean, just tons of injuries, and the team still nearly won that game and should have won that game. And it, that's one of those ones where you go, okay, like I see why Zach Wilson could be the guy. And you know, so I think that was what was exciting for me. Um, you know, outside of stats. So, um, so any any other inform yeah you know, any other uh, you know takes on Zach before? I mean, we'll talk probably more about him as we go. But anything as far as what do you guys saw from him or we can, we can hop on to our next award here. Um, just one thing going off of what Ryan said about going up at the podium. When I saw him before we even drafted him, I kind of knew, you know how like Sean McVay can go back. You see that video of Sean McVay going back yep. and recalling like every about. play. Like Zach Wilson is like that. He's just like a football guy. He, his football IQ is so much higher than Sam's ever was. Like when reporters ask him questions, he could tell you exactly why, what like why he made a decision, and that is really encouraging for me. So that's that's really for all sure. I have left. To no, that's a great that's a great point. I think that's something that is important to point out. Like the way he answers these questions is very different from Sam Darnold. It's it's yeah. not a lack of confidence. It's like no, like I know exactly what I did on that play. I should have done this. The backer came over here. I should have you know. It's like he knows what he did. And yeah, he's correct. really, you know, going to yeah. go figure it out and how to improve it. And as yeah. the game goes, as a rookie, it's going to become more natural. It's going to be yeah. less of that, like, thinking of how to fix it. It's going to just be like, okay, like, I see this guy. I do this, you know. But that happens over time, you know. So, you know, I think it's encouraging to see the way he approaches sure. it. And then we'll move on. That was So, Zach was my most improved player for the season, you know, from start to finish. My MVP of the season, and I think he got way overlooked because the Jets just didn't have a good year. Um, but my MVP is C.J. Mosley. Ryan, I, uh, during the, the Bills game, I said to Ryan, 
CJ Mosley has like an insane amount of tackles this year. He has like 140 tackles. Ryan was like, no way. Like, yeah. there's no way he has even 130 tackles. He looked it up, and before the game started, CJ Mosley had 155 tackles. No I mean, we're talking about that was before the game. So we're talking about, you know, uh, one of those seasons where you're like, I can't even believe somebody had that many tackles in a season. Um, he definitely proved that he was worth the money we paid him and that the injury was really the reason he didn't perform. I was someone who kept saying, guys, it's like the fans, stop trying to get rid of your talent. Like CJ Mosley, he's going to make a difference. He's also a leader. You know, he's going to bring more than just football, but I think he showed it this year as to why he was paid what he was paid. Yeah, he, he was awesome. Um, he, yeah, I, I've been having an argument for, with everybody. I mean, like he had a good year. Everyone's like, all right, let's trade him for a third round pick. I'm like, what for what? So, um, right. Stop getting rid of talent. Yeah, we need I mean, talent. Eventually, we need players to play football. We exactly. don't just need draft picks and money. We need no, players. I think, think Mosley. Mosley was was. I've always been a fan of him. You know, watching him at Alabama was awesome. And then obviously with the Ravens, but uh, he's just like such a high motor. You know, seems like a great leader. You know, plays absolutely leaves everything out there on the field every single week, regardless of the team's record, um, which is really inspiring. You know, he 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 really gets these guys going. Um, and to know that we're going to add some things around him, hopefully that, you know, that's going to make him even better where he doesn't have to do every single, you know, every job he's got to cover, he's got to, you know, rush the quarterbacks, everything. Um, that's encouraging. Um, before I get to Tom, my MVP is Denzel Mitt. No, I'm sorry, Tom, you go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Good one. Good one, Ryan. Got him. Wow. That is a tough, he is, I don't like Denzel Mims is just. Let's not go. Let's, let's not go yeah, there. Yeah. I don't even have him on this, you know, on my outline for today. He might go there yet. He he uh, might need to be a discussion point at some point in this show. Well, Tom, thoughts on CJ Mosley? All right. All right. So, <laughs> uh, for the topic of conversation, I won't say CJ Mosley, even though he was very clearly the MVP of the Jets. Which, by the way, I just checked. He had 168 tackles on the season. That's so absurd. Yeah. First of all, I love what he said at the end of the year, like. Another another thing about the culture changing is he was like, don't like people should want to be a part of something special. Like he's going to recruit free agents, but that's besides the point. I'm going to give another name. I'm going to give someone who is probably not going to be talked about, and he had a great year in George Fant. I feel like he had a great year. No one's ever going to talk about him. I don't know yep. if he was an MVP, but I want to give him his flowers for a second because I think he might be. We got him. We got him from the Seahawks, right? Yep. Like we got him as like a throw yeah. in. It was a he was like a swing goal. tackle, yeah, six, like sixth man. And we had the worst O line, and he came in for. He he played our left tackle amazing this year. He was our best offensive lineman. Like I just wanted to give him his flowers because he had a great year, and I just know that if I didn't say anything, we probably weren't going to talk about Facts. George Fant. Actually, actually, we uh, he was my uh, my next award was most shocking or surprising player. Oh. It was it was uh, George Font, but so. I will say he could be in the conversation for you know team MVP just because of the way he protected Zach. I mean, yeah, dude, he's a left tackle. He 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 stepped into a huge role and he was awesome. And to, not just talking tackles here. Obviously, we'll get to Beckton, but I thought you know Douglas had a great signing in Morgan Moses. I think um, him playing right tackle. He played the whole year. He got hurt in the last game, but. He he did everything he was asked. He, he run blocked well. He he protected the like. We usually always talk about the offensive line being terrible, and, and you know 
I thought that they were great this year. Uh, yeah, they, they were good, but they were good. This, this wasn't year. a year where we were like, when Sam was here, we were like, oh, we can't even assess Sam because of the offensive line. Yeah, like it was like, very there encouraging. too much of that this year. And at least no, it I, shows I, yeah, uh, there, Douglas can evaluate offensive linemen, which is a year. Right, because he's, dra- he's drafted two and he's assigned a few, and they've all turned out to be good players, right. uh, except for um, Cam Clark. <laughs> Van Roten. <laughs> that guy's terrible. Oh, yeah. right. uh, <laughs> but uh, the, the other guys, it's like, what you're talking about with, with fan, like, you know, th- he helped like anchor that unit this year when Becton went down and Becton is a huge piece to this future. And, you know, to think that fan could step in there and actually play even better than Becton did his year, his rookie year, you know, uh, that was encouraging. Now, now, yeah, from a pass perspective and the jets, I think were somewhere in the middle of the pack, like around 17th in pass block uh, efficiency for, from PFF, which, you know, is, is just, I think a lot of fans just assume the O line is always bad. You need to sort of look at this stuff sometimes to realize there is improvement. So I, I, I mean, we were what thirty two two years ago. Yeah, we were horrible. I mean, Zach, Zach. I mean, think it's it's misleading because like you look at that last game against Buffalo and Zach was all over the turf. You know, he guys played. But yeah, we had guys out. So I mean, it's you know that's going to screw up. I think the, one of the most important things going forward for this team is consistency, like staying on the field. Are you reliable as a player? You know, Morgan Moses is like he's played, you know, I, th- I think I saw something like he hasn't missed a game in like five, game. five yeah. years or something. So, like, you know, guys like that are going to be more important for us going forward because we know the injuries are just killing us every year. You know, as we go into the future years, it's like, you know, is this guy durable? You know, so that's something I'm hoping is is something that changes around the team is there's just more durability because we, we can't be out there, you know, because we talk about this. It's like, oh, it's the end of the year. Everybody's hurt. It's true. But if we end up making a competitive run in one of these years, you're going to have to be healthy for the playoffs. Yeah, you know, you have to once you get to the playoffs, you're you're past week seventeen. You better have Everybody's your starters. Everybody's going to be banged up. You just got to be health. You know what I mean? You got to yeah. be injured. You know. I was that, talking to uh, I was talking to uh, head of the Bills Up podcast, Andrew McGuire, and I was like, oh, like everyone's injured when we were playing him. He's like, how many years are you going to say that? And I was like, I feel like it is every year. We need a new. We just hired a new trainer, like the head of whatever before the season. And we still had the most cap cap space or the most cap on the injured reserve. So we got to figure that out ASAP because I can't. Do yeah. I don't know what yeah I mean, like tear up the turf, tear up the turf. Let's, let's put in I mean, a whole new turf. I, I don't know what's going on. And yeah. no more, no more. Like when we do joint practices, just get all the pre- play, good players out of there. Don't let Carl Lawson play. Don't let, just, just don't let him play. Don't even, Let's not practice. Let's that just play the, games. Just play games. the most devastating day of the Jets' year. That and broke us. A game yet. That broke us down. That we broke like, me wow, down. The season's over. It was just like we finally had a nice thing, and it just broke. They said like you the know? team was like just distraught after that. So that that yeah. was very discouraging. I mean, we. You know, we'll get to edge and stuff like that. Well, what do we got next on the docket? Yeah, so so my next topic here is just the rookie class. So I think we we mentioned it, but you know, the first year for for Douglas's rookie class was pretty much a wash. I mean, it was pretty bad. Makai Becton was like an outlier. He was one of the few, but it's easy to hit on a first round tackle, right? Like it's not that hard. Um, and then you talk about um, some of the misses; it's just terrible. Um, you know, Mims and and some of these other guys that are already on other rosters. Um, in year two, but you have like gems like Bryce Hall, who, you know, I think was a great hit. Yep. Um, but then year two, I think was like, okay, like Douglas, 
you got to get it right this time or we're screwed. And I think he did. I think, you know, picks one through four, talking about Zach, AVT, Michael Carter, Elijah Moore. These are all instant starters and they all are like leading the team in their respective positions at stats. Um, So that's, that's impressive from him. I think I was really happy with that. I think the the jury's still out on some of those defenders he took. Uh, Some of the guys got hurt early. Um, but then you had like guys like Michael Carter, the second who looked promising as a rookie, um, you know, He's some great plays against the bills. yeah. So, I mean, you have these guys, like he can clearly cover. It's just like, you know, is he going to continue to improve? So he yeah, can I actually think, become I think a legit I, starter. Yeah. I think the draft, this draft was good. I get, I get frustrated with the first draft, obviously. Um, but then again, you know, you don't, you know, I'm, you don't want to give him excuses, but again, you know, that was like the virtual draft where, you know, it was hard to evaluate guys um, that year. Uh, however, you know, the second draft was a home run. I mean, I think we got, you know, those four guys, those are four staples. You, know, you got your quarterback, hopefully, your left guard who who had an incredible year, I think, um, especially in the run blocking game. You know, Moore looks awesome, uh, obviously. And then Michael Carter, it looks like he's, you know, could be a franchise, you know, a legit running back for the for the first year. He would have went for a thousand yards if he played every yeah. year. Yeah, so I think this draft was good. I think we're loaded up for this draft to you know make some noise. And um, I don't know, man. I think the amount of picks in cap room again, the the contracts Joe gave out, Douglas gave out, were a lot of one year deals, and it's not going to really hurt us going forward. Like we got some some money to play around with, and there's some this free agent class is pretty legit at every position. Um, specifically, you know, wide receiver. So there's a lot of good, you know, talent out there. And I think you just, you hope that we hit and we start to really make some progress and expedite this thing rather than just wait it out, wait it out, wait it out, you know, improve by one or two wins every year, like really start to make, you know, a a jump here. Yeah. I think too. Yeah. Just to, yeah, you go ahead, Tom, because I'm sort of on the same vein here. I got a Twitter question about this, but give okay, your thoughts first. Yeah, I was first. just going to say, I feel like we're under This rookie class, when's the last time we had a rookie class like this? Like, it's actually. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, like, maybe never. Moore looks like a legitimate wide receiver. He's a little bit small to be like a number one, but he's a number two wide receiver for sure. And like some of these guys, like they're not going to be superstars, but Michael Carter is a good wide receiver. I know Robert Sala likes to sub guys in and out. Like, that's how our defense is going to be. He's just a perfect cornerback to have in, like, his system. Um, I just – yeah, I just really like our rookie class. Yeah, you're right. We didn't even – we're understating it, how good it was. I mean, we, we actually have guys that are – I mean, when's the last time you had jet receivers and running backs that people wanted on their fantasy team? You know, I think it's like <laughs> – like that's, that's the that's gauge whether you have talent. I was like, right. I'm starting him, and he's getting me like 20 points a week. <laughs> right, right, right. I saw people Arios. starting people starting Michael Carter in in championship games. Uh, people starting Barry. We started Barrios in our semifinal. Ryan and I, Dude, and he a- he ended up winning us the week. Um, so he's he's uh you know we'll see what happens with him in the off season, but he definitely had you know he probably should be on our list for something, right? I mean Barrios. Just before we move yeah. on here, coolest I mean, that guy, coolest guy on the team. Swiss Army knife extraordinaire. I mean, he definitely improved, and, and he made some big plays this year. Well, with that, I'm just going to get on to our Twitter question, which is related to the offseason. So we'll start jumping in now. We've sort of, I think, covered the season that has passed. It is now thinking a little bit forward. Um, but our first Twitter question comes from NYJ Today. 
Um, he says, on a scale of one to ten, what level of aggressiveness will Joe Douglas display this offseason? Um, you know, I think we we can all agree that Joe Douglas has been a little bit frugal with the money. Um, and I think part of that has been like, you know, oh, he's going to do it differently. He's going to build through the draft. But, you know, Tom, I'll go to you first. What do you think uh, on a scale of one to ten? Is he going to change it up this year? Is he going to go get some big names? Um, well, I just think – I don't know – I feel like that's a little bit of a complicated question because I think he is going to be really aggressive. Like in his exit uh, press conference, he said kind of, he kind of hinted at it. He was like, we're in a position where we can start sending out some of our assets for players. So I think he is going to be really aggressive, but I think he's going to be smart about it. I don't think he's just going to go full Mike McCagnan and just start signing people <laughs> just because the media is like, you guys, you got to do something. I think Joe Douglas is a little bit smarter than that. So I'll give you like a, I'll give you an eight or a nine, I don't want to say 10, because I don't think he's just going to be like, I'm spending all of my cap. I think he's going to be smart about it, but I think he wants to win next year at the same time. So I'm going to say an eight. Okay, I think that's fair. And and I think what you're saying makes sense. Like I, I, I lean around that number two, because I think he's got to be feeling a little bit of pressure with only yeah, six wins yeah. in two years. No doubt. You know, so I, he's got to feel like, okay, like I'm doing my thing. You know, it's definitely showing progress, but, you, you know, he doesn't want yeah. to get fired. Eventually, these guys have to prove that they can win, right? I mean, yeah. Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, no. Um, before I answer, I, I, to go back to your point that he's been a little bit, you know, not cheap, but, like, he hasn't, you know, went, you know, full Mike McCannon, like Mike said, where he just spends. Because, to be honest with you, his first two years were, like, a cleanup job of previous, you know, GMs. So him settling the score and, and figuring out contracts and clearing the cap and things of that nature and getting picks, like he really had to restructure this thing because um, they were in the middle of nowhere with, with very little, you know, talent and very little. They, they really didn't have a lot. They had bad contracts all over the roster and Le'Veon Bell and things like that. So um, he really kind of cleared that. So that was big. So I don't think he was being like cheap with it. I think he was being, you know, doing his plan. He wanted a six year deal. Yeah, um, let me can I let me just go ahead, go ahead. that I think that Joe Douglas has done I mean, obviously the draft he didn't hit on the first draft, but I think he's made pretty much like I don't think he's been bad at all. He's been like fiscally like, responsible. Yeah, he's been good. Like he's been good, but I think now I mean we're gonna get into this later, I'm sure, but next year I think is like the year where he's like, All right, if we're not competing at least for the playoffs, like then it's a yeah. That's right. I think I think a, a you know a seven or an eight is is a nice number, um, because I feel like again we're looking into the future here, but hopefully this year coming up, we'll have gathered enough free agent talent, where or you know off season acquisitions and trades or whatever, to be you know that eight or nine win team, and then I think going forward that's when that's when it's like a ten. It's like we got to add like two more pieces, and then we're ready to compete for division. However, this year I feel like he'll do some real good, you know, research on the type of players he needs. And I think he's going to – I mean, we have the money. I, you know, I don't think he's going to sit back because if you go 6-11 and 11 or whatever it may be, the fans are really going to be upset. And I think uh, it's hard to sell the players and the fans on, you know, we're building it the right way when you at least don't show progress where the NFL is built to turn it around in two to three years based on the draft and things like that. So if you have a competent GM at least. So I think 
a seven or eight is, is a great spot because I think he's going to go get some real good pieces. But I really – and he has to retool the defense. Um, but that's a great question because it's like, you know, how many, how many years are we going to wait for it to actually go sign guys? Because um, you want to complement your draft picks with proven talent. So I think going to get some some legit pieces to help Zach and then just retooling the defense and the free agency and then kind of focusing the draft on offense is kind of how I would go. Um, but you know, you never know what happens with trades and stuff like that. No, I think that makes sense. And I think one, one, um, analyst who I really like, who is a big jet fan, but he also has a lot of draft, uh, coverage is Connor Rogers. Um, So, yeah. So I think a lot of people love him. Jets fans love him. Um, but he does a great job of also analyzing draft talent. And even he said, Joe Douglas needs to go and like sign some big names. Like yeah. he really does for like, for once he's got to go and like, look at the teams around the league. They go and they, they get these proven pieces on the roster on like good deals that are going to, you know, last three to four years where we can go and get some draft um, picks and, and complement those free agents as well and have a really competitive roster in just one off season. I think, right. you know, he did a good job, you know, Douglas of, of putting together a good rookie class last year you know, go and like bolster that up with really good free agents and then just like complete that package with, you know, some awesome draft picks that we have so many picks, you know, to work with this year and then go into the season and win eight or nine games. I mean, come on, we got to win eight or nine games next year. Yeah, I think that's the expectation. I I really do. I think that's what's, I mean, even Douglas said himself, he's like, I have six wins here in two years. So I think he's, you know, not like, of course he's not, you know, of course, he wants the fans to be happy, but he he's playing for his job. He's he wants to build this thing, you know, and and start winning. You know, it's not fun, obviously, to just watch your team compete and lose. Like you, get, you know, our division. Right, is that's really, your your reputation, right? Like, yeah, it's yeah, his I mean, reputation our, as a GM. Our our division's loaded, and you got to keep up, man. You, you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, this look at look at the parity in the NFL. Like, there's just so much talent everywhere, and we got to get in on it because if we wait. You know, and it's like, oh, let's give out one-year deals to mid-tier players. It's just going to be the same cycle over and over again. I and think I, he's more likely to trade for a wide receiver than he is to sign one on free agency. Think so? Because Devontae Adams is going to go back to – Yeah. I don't, he's not coming to the Jets. Like, he's just not going to come yeah, to the no, Jets. Yeah, no, I don't believe that. Uh, who are the happen. other big-name wide receivers? We got I actually have a list. I have the list right here. So, yeah, we got Will, really. Will Fuller, Michael Gallup, Chris Godwin, um, Allen Robinson – yeah, Emmanuel Sanders and Mike Williams. Like you got these guys, especially like Mike Williams is, Love is Mike Williams. You know, a great talent. You know, you know Gallup got hurt, but he's a great talent. Uh, Godwin is an amazing talent. Most likely to like get a Mike Williams. I think he might get like a Mike Williams, an an Allen Robinson, and also draft a wide receiver. Yeah, I can see that. Or third, you know what I mean? Because I don't think we're gonna get like the. It sucks that all these wide receivers that we need are tearing their ACLs. Like Chris, I know Allen, was a free agency like target. I mean, James Williams at Alabama, Michael Gallup. It's like, dang, dude. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I will I say though, I'm more optimistic these days with ACLs than I am like an Achilles because I feel like ACL like at this point, like the medicine yeah. and, and the physical therapy and stuff is so advanced that like they're back. So like, yeah, it does stink that they're you know getting injured, but. Again, they said it's not going to affect Jameson's draft stock and stuff like that. But you're right. We need depth and we need talent. And I think going to get guys is important. Um, 
as drafting, like going to sign those guys, proven talent, like you said, Devontae Adams is not happening. Um, but there's there's talent out there. Okay, there's talent out there, and you know we got like I think we got three good or solid receivers. Like I mean, I think Amore is the best one. I think if we keep Berrios, that would be great. And I think Davis is a nice wide receiver too. I don't think he'll ever. I think we kind of all realize he's not like yeah, a wide receiver. Yeah, we need a one. one. We need a one. Um, we got to go really just get one so we have no more excuses for our quarterback. We really need a burner. I think we yeah, need a burner. We really I think that's why James everyone Williams loves Jameson. Um, yeah, I still would draft him. Like I would that. still draft him. Yeah, I just think we're going to have a lot of – it's just going to be tough for people to swallow taking him in the first round. I think that's the thing is like you, for a team like us, I mean, yeah. we can afford to wait. I think that's – you know, we're not a Super Bowl contender yet. So, But at the same time, I'm like – it just hurts, man. It hurts to see these guys go down with injuries. I don't think it's going to uh, – I think he's going to be fine. I think he's – they said that he's expected to make a full recovery. No yeah. speed implicate – like, he's going to be fine. So, yeah. He's actually going to be faster, I heard, uh, once, <laughs> yeah. he, once they hit. It's like you the know. rookie, the, the guy with the, on the Cubs. He gets like yeah. 100 miles an hour. They're going to put, like, stem cells in his leg, and he's going to be <laughs> nope, like – Nope, he's fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> no, yeah, I think so. wide receiver obviously is a big need. Um but you know what I which what I feel like I've just looked at it so many ways and I just can't see how we improve other than getting a rookie is tight end because unless you get Dalton Schultz or something like that I just it's so limited it's so hard to get a good tight end and I like a couple guys in the draft I really do yeah, yeah let's 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 yeah, let's talk ahead. draft so we right, so yeah, free agency I think we've covered I think it's going to be one of those things where Douglas spends maybe a little bit more than we're used to can we talk see? at least who who are top of our list can we can we get into that at least for free agency or yeah quick quick yeah. all right you go ahead you go ahead all right defensive side of the ball ready I'm Jesse ready. Bates free safety from Cincinnati if he's out there you gotta go get him I think Marcus May's time here is over um moving on Older player, played with Mosey in college. Loved Dante Frank, Frank Gore. Frank, Frank Gore, definitely. We'll get <laughs> but Dante, Dante Hightower, I think that'll be, you know, people are always old. He can still play uh, for New England. Um, let's see. Offensively, okay, obviously I'm a huge Allen Robinson fan. He had a bad year. Uh, but, again, he's with a, a struggling system uh, and a rookie quarterback. Uh, I think Allen Robinson would be a nice pick. I think – I think there's a couple good backs, you know, and I think I just to me, Brandon Scherf, I'm still debating if it's worth it because he barely plays. He's so good, but he's so injury prone. So it's like, do you which really we don't, we just back? don't need. I mean, I, I, I mean, just I, got I, done. Yeah, saying I don't that, it's know. terrible. I really don't know what to think there. He's so talented, um, but again, I think our draft will we'll kind of know what, where we're gonna go with those first two picks after free agency. But those are just a couple guys that I think would be awesome. Um, edge, there's not too much edge, you know, that really moves the needle for me. Like, obviously, Von Miller's there, but I don't see that happening. Um, but tight end, man, there's really – like, Dalton Schultz, I guess, is kind of like the guy that I would love uh, to get from Dallas. But I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, I, I – <laughs> Dalton Schultz would be target number one for me. I think what I saw – I saw people saying, like, would you want um, – uh, what's his name? Frick. Uh, on the Dolphins, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw people being like, uh, like, do you want Kasiki? And then, like, comments from Jets fans were like, he's just Tyler Croft 2.0. And I'm like, no, okay, Kasiki oh is better, better than Tyler Croft. I will say, though, I, everyone says he off. can't block, but yeah, I mean, we block. have we have every tight end on our roster, all they do is block. <laughs> Let's go. 
Yeah, I mean, oh, all they please. can do is block. They can't catch for their life. Please so why don't we go get one that can guy. just catch and not block? So I would not be upset with Kasiki. No, I would be Rasta. upset, but I don't think that, like, and you He's saw number early, one, but I'm just saying. No, but early be, in the year, you saw how how locked into the scheme they are, the coaches. They're like, oh, he doesn't fit the scheme. He doesn't do this. You know? So it's like, I don't do what I want him on the team. Of course I would, but. I don't think our player, our coaches are going to go sign guys that don't fit into their system. Everyone's saying, though, that he can line up as a wide receiver, or he does every time. And I'm like, well, then just line him up as a wide receiver. I mean, he's got good hands, and he can make you know make plays. But he's not he's not on top of my list, but I'm just But saying, I just think I Schultz be. gives you the full package of blocks. I agree. I, I agree. But that's like we, we wanted all these top guys last year that were on the whole line, and we didn't get any of them. You yeah, know, and, that was so everywhere. disappointing. But our but line was good. But then what happened? Then we had a pretty off, like a solid line. Yes. No, I know. And it's not like you have to do it all in free agency. So let's talk about draft. Let's jump into draft. Um, where I think, like you said, it's gonna the free agency will tell us a lot about well, who we pick. Um, you know, but I got a good Twitter question here from Sebastian Coughlin um regarding the draft. He says, No limitations with both first rounders. What do you do? Do you trade up for Hutch or Thib? Do you trade back? Do you stick with four and trade ten for other assets? You know, with who and for what? Uh, who are you taking in your ideal scenario, and why? So, I mean, let's just let's just like you know play the game of, you know, people are going to work with you, or what? What would you do if you could? I guess. Great question by Sebastian. Shout out Sebastian. Good job. Could I take um, this one first? Uh, go ahead, Tom. You got this. Uh, if Neil Hutchinson or Thibodeau aren't there at four, I would not be upset if he traded back at four and got maybe a late first rounder. And I mean, no, you could, I mean, it's so weird because the draft has no QBs this year. So I'm not sure how much you'd be able to get with four, but I would not be afraid of him trading back at four. If those three guys weren't there, because I feel like after that, I do not want Derek Singletary. If they draft Sing- Derek Singletary, Stingley. I will be upset because yeah, all these, all these corner. I mean, yeah. yeah so no, I, I think that's a great point, Tom. I think, there's so many busts with corners, and yeah, no, I totally agree. Great corners, like that's couple things. With no, I totally agree, Todd. I, I think there's a couple things you said there that you know make a lot of sense. I think uh, I would not be opposed to trading back uh, with the, if those three guys are gone. Your quarterback comment is true. However, you know, as we get closer to pro days and 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 combines, you know, teams start to heat up and and reach for quarterbacks. I think that's Pickett. Really, I believe Pickett is gonna skyrocket. I think he will. I think he's gonna climb himself into the top five. He call me crazy. I mean, we saw Daniel Jones get taken like seven. So I'm saying. I think. Ago. I mean, guys that you're like, no way are they going in the first round. Go in the teams top are 10. so desperate for quarterbacks. So I think that is actually gonna help us if we find a trade partner uh, to go down. Um, so I think I think right now, if Neil is the, I, I, I'm gonna assume the two edge, the two top edges are gone. I think if Neil is there, he's the pick. Um, I think there's talk of him even moving to right guard if he needs to. Um, but him I mean, and Beckton, there, it's a no-brainer. I feel. Yeah, like. him, him and Beckton as our two tackles would be. Well, Ryan, we talked about that the other day. We talked about okay, like George Fant had a really good year, but we we got to build for a decade. And right. I think that's the thing is like you look at yeah. someone like Neil and you go, yes, he can come in and like maybe play guard next to Fant for a year. Or even you know start a tackle and we just see how Becton oh, does with the injury. So good. I mean, just yeah. think about that. We wouldn't have to draft an old lineman for a decade. Oh, he'd I mean, be awesome. in the first he'd be awesome. round. So I you think, know, I mean, 
So like, that's where I run into like that. Like people are like, we were we were fine, we were fine. But I'm like, yeah, but Fant's going to be gone in two. So here's the thing: like, that, the guy that can go troublesome at four. Yeah. And I talked to Devin about this earlier. It was, I was troublesome because let's say you know the two top edges go, Neil goes. Now what do you do? So I think, I think taking a defensive player. I mean, a lot of people like Carlaftis. A lot of people like Stingley. I'm not a Stingley Did guy. Sacks? Didn't Carlaftis like not even? He get had four and a half sacks this year. Yeah, and, I mean, and like, he's got watching him on film. I'm like, he's he's obviously good. I just worry that he, you know you're not getting that. Production is he is he that. number four worthy? I I don't think like he a is. Speed rusher. He's like no. A, He's like a detail. Yeah, he's John he's Franklin power. Myers, man. He's yeah, John Franklin yeah. Myers. I mean, that's what he does. He's just bull rushing, and and yes, he's maybe a little bit better than John Franklin Myers, but you know, I I feel like we need that elite. If we're gonna take an edge in the top five, it better be someone who's gonna just. Well, dominate. that's where I, my other you know? other thing is where I think if you want to talk aggressiveness from Joe Douglas, and I wouldn't hate it, depending on the price, obviously. But if you go up to two. And you guarantee yourself one of those guys. I mean, I, would you do it if I you would lost? Do it. If you lost ten, you won't lose ten. I know you won't, but you, no, no, that's no, too high, right? So, what if you money. lost two, uh, two? Let's say you lost a second rounder this year and a second rounder next year. Yeah, I'd do it. I think you got to go get like go get guys, man. Go get some studs. I mean, yeah, that's it's going to be a high asking price, but at the end of the day, you know, you still have that other first rounder in your back pocket. Um, I don't know. I think I think if I mean, you can get Hutchinson or Kayvon, uh, look what the Bills did for like they traded a first for Stephon Diggs. Yeah, so I think like, I mean they could I have think there's right, and and he just torched the league for two three years now. I think Kayvon is is you know is better. I think Hutchinson's awesome. I think he's they're both worthy of the top two. Um, but if Douglas, you know, if he sees that, that's the thing. I just get worried that you're at four. And those three guys that could fit our team so well are gone. Like, what do you do? I no, I agree with Tom on this, and you guys. I think if those three are gone, you, you try to trade back. Yeah. I, I don't see. I don't see the difference between the guys that are Neither slotted there, there, and even up to ten, twelve. I think Hamilton. You is know, the I next think they're all available. Yeah, so yeah, I think you could like still get a guy like that at ten. Right? ten. Yeah. We just traded the safety who was supposed to do it all. I mean, I, that's what bothers me. The Jamal Adams case. thing. He's probably not a nutcase, but. I mean, like, right, I but he's he he also can he's not going to be a game winner, you know. I think that's the thing is you have you run into these things of like, okay, what are your priorities, right? It's, it's either get to the quarterback or protect your quarterback. Yeah. I saw, and I yeah. think it, you know when you're talking about your top five picks, I saw so, a, a pretty unbelievable stat um, on Twitter. It was like the teams in the playoffs right now. Some some basically some to the effect of the top teams are. Their defenses are average, and their offenses are are, on, are top five or top ten. I'm sorry, but then when you look at their 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 success rate, it's like if you have a good offense in this league and you have an average defense, you can win games. And that's usually and, and not yeah, my no, philosophy. I, as, as no, a, I agree know, with you, and I think there's true. being there's being too much emphasis put on the Jets' uh, poor defense. I was we drafted defense for ten years. Look what happened. Yeah, and no, I was reading a tweet the other day that said basically the Jets were ranked 32nd overall for the year, right? But when the game was actually close, so when the offense was actually playing well, um, we were ranked 14th on defense. So when you talk about your offense actually elevates the defense because they're not keeping the defense on the field for 75% yeah. of the game. Outside Against the, the Bills, we got killed because we couldn't move the ball. Outside so our defense is out there game. every every five seconds trying to stop Josh Allen. Outside you know, so the first think, uh, draft pick. I think 
you you fig you figure out defense on on free agency and you add some complimentary pieces late in the draft. But I think you just keep building that offense. You keep building that offense. Keep giving Zach a chance, uh, and you fill in those complimentary pieces on defense through free agency. That, yeah, I mean you got Carl Lawson. Yeah, Carl Lawson coming back. I mean, yeah, he's, he's, no, he's going to be on the field. That's how I'd approach yeah. it, though. No, that makes sense. I think I, I agree with both of your takes. I love Dean, man. I think he's a, he's a gamer. I think that guy's like the next Roquan Smith. Like he's he's flying yeah, he around the field. Small though, he's like he, he is. He is. I just feel like he fits the scheme really good. The way he moves, yeah, I love you know? it. He can cover. He's awesome. Yeah, he can cut. I mean, he he just is. He's, he's one of those guys. Remember when Jamal Adams? As much as we don't like him right now, was on our team, and we'd be like, "Wow, like how did he get from that side of the field to that side yeah, of the field?" Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and a guy in the backfield, like that's what Dean yeah. does. We haven't had that in like two two years now where there's just like this play where you're like, wow, that dude's just a leader. It would take a little bit of pressure off to of CJ Mosley as well. Right. And he could do more of what he does best and, you know, anchor the D. But anyway, I, I really like Dean. Um, you know, and then I, we, we all like Williams, uh, Jamison Williams. I think the injury, I like Garrett Wilson also. Yeah. Garrett Wilson, I watched today. I think he's got really nice hands in route running. I don't know if he's the same kind of burner, though. As Williams, no, you Williams know, is I, the fastest receiver. I, I just keep seeing. I look at Will, uh, Wilson and I see Elijah Moore. You know, like I, I see like a, such a similar type player where I'm like, we already have one of those. I'll Let's take go two get. Elijah Moores. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm just, I'd like to get a little deep yeah, through. I've got a wide receiver at the end of the first round, early second round. I think it's Trayvon Burks or Traylon Burks. He's on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love, yeah. He's huge. He looks like AJ Brown. I have a feeling the wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, I love Jahan Dotson from uh, Penn State. I mean, there's there's a lot of good receivers. I think there's the dude Drake London from yeah. USC. There's a lot of good. And we'll, be, we'll be picking top of the second. We got tons too. of. So picks remember, too. we got Elijah Moore in the second round last year. My, we can get a lot of good talent. Everyone talks first round all off season. Yeah. Second, third round. Yeah, second, third, fourth round. There's still elite talent you can get. I mean, I, you really can. My biggest thing that we, I think, in the in the top, you know how we have those four picks in the top, whatever. You got to take. A tight end, and I think uh, Jalen Watermeyer and Trey McBride are like my two. Like they're the top of the board, but like Trey McBride, man, like that dude can. Bl- I know he played at a small school, but he just is like second pick of the second round, or yeah, first pick I, of the second round. I mean, I, 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 I would do it in that high unless he's a guarantee. I think I feel like dude, tight end is the least of our worries. We have so many holes. I mean, tight end, I think, tight is a huge hole. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about that for a second. So what are the biggest areas, like if you were to rank them, that we need to improve to become a wild card team? Edge. Like what are those? I, we're not going to become a Super Bowl team in one year, but what what do we have to do? Like what is like um, number one, number two, number three in order for, of, of rank? I think for Robert Sala's defense, his defense will not work unless you have two edge rushers. Yeah. So I, although we do have Carl Lawson coming back, I think Ed Rusher should be one, two, or three. Um, I think we need a number one wide receiver, and I think we need someone in the secondary. And those are my top three. Yeah, I would, I would agree. I'd say Edge number one. Um, I'd say, I mean, I, I really like. I don't know. You don't, Tom. You don't think tight end is a need? I think tight know, end is like a huge a piece of the NFL. Like, I think it's a high need for us. Like we haven't had a tight end since Dustin Keller. I don't. I don't. I just don't want to use one of our top four picks. Like we could draft a tight end in the third round, and like I just feel like there's so much like playmaking game breakers at the top of the draft. Like we have four picks in the top forty. 
I just really don't want to use it as, as a, on a tight end because I just know that he won't be good. That's kind of what when we take Jason Morrow and, and all these Trayvon West <laughs> you gotta you gotta also though like let go of those former hurts know, that we man. have you know the 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 Don't GMs of the past really years. hurt us I know man it's been a tough decade yeah, um, tough I decade. think a safety you know I, I think I mean to me bro I'm sorry and I could be wrong dude Ashton Davis gotta go he, he is not terrible. good, he's, man. he's a backup, man. He's a backup. He, I'm sorry. Like, I don't care that he had two interceptions. Two they were they fell we in need, his hands. We need two safeties because I don't anticipate Marcus May coming back. So you need to sign one. And, yeah, yeah you're right. You should probably go. I mean, if you could go get Bates and then get a Hamilton at 10. I mean, I don't know if Hamilton will even be there. But he could be, though. He could be. You I can see these guys come up for quarterbacks and then suddenly. People, you sure. don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. True. I just every time you look at a mock draft, yeah, four to ten is totally I just think flipped. If you can get everything, get everything. Picks. You see, got Hamilton going three, four. Then you see him going yeah. like ten or twelve. You see, like Dean going I mean, from at, like four to ten. It, it's just uh, it, you can you can see it happen. CD Lamb two years ago went like sixteen. So like, yeah. I mean, he's you're right. Everything changes. Um, right. But yeah, no, I think the, you know, I think we all agree. Edge receiver, you know, secondary, but. Yeah, I mean, I think Hall, we got at least one corner, or, you know. Yeah. And, to be and, fair, Ryan, I think maybe tight end is four or five. Okay. Okay. So, you, so you're using pick one on edge rusher, pick two on wide receiver, pick three on, what was it, uh, secondary. <laughs> Before Jameson Williams got hurt, my dream scenario is going Evan Neal. Neil Williams. Neil Williams. Yeah. yeah. Going fully offense. And I think Douglas – I think Douglas is going to surprise everybody and trade up. I really do. I think he might go get like a Hutchinson. I really do. I, I think I think he could do it. I mean, I, th- look, this is all I got to say is like how many years in a row are the Jags going to take a defensive end? I mean, li- literally like they have like 25 defensive ends that were picked we in the need- first round. Like yeah. you have to eventually draft other positions. Like it's just one of those things. They, they think they're going to put out, you know, twenty-two defensive ends on the field and just play football. Twenty-two defensive ends and Trevor Lawrence. We yeah. We <laughs> so literally, like that's their roster every year. Defensive end. I'm like, okay, like are they 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 could take Neil honestly. I can see that. We need Pickett to be amazing in his pro day and combine so that he goes to Houston or Detroit. That would be our best case scenario. Before the Michigan game, I go to Ryan. I go. I need Michigan to get blown out to Hutchinson Falls. <laughs> he is, though. Ever <laughs> since that game, every mock draft has no, won. You see him going from one to, like, four, one to three, one to five. Dude, I'm like, what? The one game? to me, is is different, bro. I think Kayvon is, like, is yeah, different. Yeah, I feel like he was falling throughout the year in the mock draft. And I don't I'm know why. Him. I like him. I was It was his sack total. He had, like, eight sacks or something where, where Hutchinson had, like, 14. I don't care. Um, yeah, I don't care either. He looks like a he, it, Him and Lawson, two sides, I mean, that's – and then Quinn. It is, that is scary, honestly. I agree. I, I would not be upset with, with him. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think we, we, we kind of have hit um, – Don't get – who we want player but. in the draft? Go do it, Joe Douglas. I'm going to plug my uh, laptop in here. Don't mind me. All right. So now let's say we do this all right, right? Let's say we go and we have a nice free agency. We have a nice draft. We actually look like we could be competitive this year. Super Bowl. And as all Jet fans do, we're going to hype ourselves up more than we oh, should. Yeah. Um, and we're going to go into the season being like 10 wins, 11 wins. But, you know, what do we really think, you know, if we do those things right? 
what what should we expect for 2022? I know I, we we are losing our minds over fans that are well, already saying like, oh, two to three years, two to three. I'm like, no, 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 two to three years is out the window. That was two yeah. three years ago. Eight okay, it's nine. time. Eight you know, it's Douglas is in his third off season, full off season, where he gets free agency and draft. I think in the NFL, like you mentioned, Ryan, this is one of those things where you you need to be a contender in your division for a wild card spot at minimum by year three. In a GM's tenure, if you're a, if you're a competent GM, yeah, right. So let's assume that we have a good off season. We actually fill some of those holes. What sort of should we expect this fall? This I think eight fall? or nine wins, eight, eight, roughly eight or nine. I think anything less. Is I'm just gonna say playoffs or bust, and then like I'll see next December what's going on. Like I can, we could judge it then. Like if we missed the playoffs, but we had a great year. It is what it is. But I'm gonna say playoffs or bust. What is what does Zach Wilson need to do for from a stat standpoint even? I mean, he needs to obviously progress. I'm not expecting him to light the world on fire. Even I think Josh Allen's second year, it's not like he was I don't think he was like amazing he was good. like he is he was now. Good. He was just good. It's like that's what I, I just want him to get better. What does he have to be out of thirty two quarterbacks? He needs you know? to be like he needs to be like fifteen. Okay. That's a pretty big jump from thirty two. That's a big jump, but or I thirty-one, whatever it. it was. I really think like that's what when Josh Allen's second year, he probably was around that area, probably like fourteen to seventeen, I'd say. Okay. I mean, if he goes fourteen to seventeen, we're going to win a playoff game. That's how I feel. I think you think so. It's not like our other, our surrounding roster is that great. Where I'm automatically saying. No, I'm just saying like that's like from going to third. If he goes to top fifteen, bro, I will like be the happiest person in the world. I think like, you know, twenty. Around eighteen to twenty would be awesome. I think you're right, but it's kind of similar, same thing. Yeah. Um, I if think he's fifteen and Braxton Berrios is on this roster, we're winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, probably. Okay. <laughs> Berrios is yeah. Um, no, I think eight. I mean, if you go more than eight or nine wins, I think literally yeah, someone's going to build a, a statue. Um, build a statue of Robert Sala and Joe Douglas. But you know, anything if you win seven games and you leave some wins on the table, and it's like you should have won this one, you should have won. Like that same old Jets mentality. Like when we, I remember, just every time you're supposed to win a game and you let yourself down, that's got to stop with the Jets. Like go into a game if we play whoever, let's say we play Jackson, whatever. Go win the games you're supposed to win, and and I think our schedule has you know a chance to. It's not you know horrible. I think you can win those games yeah. where you're supposed to. And then we have to win a division game for goodness. We're like zero yeah. twelve yeah. in a division. Yeah. In the last like, got, like with with everything going on with Miami, like. Come on, let's beat Miami. At least, you know, let's see, let's split with Miami. We, should, we need to split, split with, New, with England. New England. I mean, I don't know if we'll be, I doubt we'll be Buffalo, but going forward, I just think eight or nine wins, anything less is a disappointing season. And I I'm think I'm not the, willing the, to the just Douglas count our out. games as like losses, though. You know, like, I mean, no, you never can. know. No you know one what I mean? ever knows. Like, we were projected to be the worst team in the league last year, and then we're beating good teams. Like, if we make a jump and we're competing, we'll beat a good team. Like, it's inevitable. We beat the right. Bengals this year, and they're in the playoffs. And the Titans. Like, we need the to have one the mentality seat. next year. Like, we can steal one from Buffalo. Like, yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, you can't go in just assuming it's a loss, right? I mean, yeah. it's got to be – Well, that's what know. I said. I said you got to go into games next year and be like, we can win today. Rather than – like, yeah. when we would say that this year, we were like, yeah, okay. Like, we're not – like, yeah. you know, we're, we can't be two touchdown underdogs next year for games. Yeah, and we can't be happy even like w- with like just competing. Oh, like thank God we didn't get blown out. Like no, like we 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 should right. feel like we go into games and be like 
we should be competing this game. You know, I think yeah. like we should be fighting to the fourth quarter. You know, if we lose to the Bucks yeah. in the fourth quarter, you know, it's disappointing, but it's like, okay, we saw ourselves fight to the end there and now, against a really good yeah. roster. So, you know, I, I, I think for me, I agree. I, I personally say there is a playoff mandate for Douglas. I think I if, agree. you know, I don't think there's like, I wouldn't put one on Salah. You know, I think no, he's, no, he's got it. Yeah. He, he's only in year two. Unless he Joe think, judges this thing. You got to give him. Right. Time. But I, I just think he's shown enough where you're like, he's turning it around. And from a culture standpoint and from a leadership standpoint, which is what we wanted a head coach to do. We've seen enough from some of, you know, from the floor and whatnot to say, okay, like, I feel like those, those areas are okay. It's really Douglas that it's, you know, the honeymoon's over. It's time. I also I also feel like I feel like Joe Douglas and Robert Sala are in a really good standing right now with the ownership and the and and the fan base. So it's like even when Adam Gase went seven and nine, people were like, Adam yeah. Gase needs to go. Yeah, it's yeah. Like people hated him even then. So like I do think I'm gonna say there's a playoff mandate, but I don't know. I feel like they're I I'm just very hopeful with this regime, to be honest. I really like both of them. And I think next year we should be in the playoff conversation in December. Agree. And I, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but everyone at the top of the Jets organization is bald. Okay. We have <laughs> the Johnson brothers are bald. You know, Joe Douglas is bald. Robert Sal is bald. Maybe we just need to shave our heads. Dude, I'm almost there. Yeah. You are kind of close there, Tom. If we make the playoffs and like we – you know, it's because we shaved our heads or, or we're willing to shave our heads. I'm okay with that. Like, I'll do it. Dude, I just, so I'm honestly pumped for this offseason. I'm pumped, but I'm, I'm, t- I'm pumped for this offseason and that's it. I'm not yeah, pumped. And to then be, we're not going to be pumped for next offseason. I'm just saying, like, I don't want to be pumped for the offseason every Yeah, time. this needs to stop being the most exciting yeah. time of the year this for us. This has got to be like, where we actually turn the tide and, and, right. We're not, like, you know, it's, it's funny because we're, we're starting. Hopefully, you know, knock on wood, we're not the laughing stock anymore in New York. Um, but I yeah, think- the Giants seem like they're like they just don't have a clear direction. At I mean, point, I, so. at least they fire. You know, whatever they reset button, which I thought should have happened a while ago. But whatever they, we're at least you know trending. Hopefully, the right way. Um, but it's encouraging, and I haven't felt this way even when you know we get other head coaches like you know, bowls and you get a little bit of spark of hope, but now it feels like there's something there. And again, older jet fans will probably laugh at us and be like, you guys are crazy. Um, but that's all we got is hoping that we can, we can get there. All right, boys. Well, we've reached the end here. I'm going to ask for your final thoughts. So we'll kick it over to Tom first. Tom, final thoughts for the, for the fans, for the listeners. Hey, just hang in there. <laughs> hang in there. I feel like we're almost there. I'm going to make another Knicks reference. And when we got Leon Rose, the GM, I was like, I really have a good feeling about this guy. And he's proving to be a very competent GM. And I just have the same feeling about Joe Douglas. I have the same feeling about Robert Sala. I think we're on the right track. So just hang in there and we're going to be there next year. I can feel it. That's what I, I love it. There. I love it. Thank you for being on, Tom. And Ryan, any final words from you? Let's go Jets. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go Jets.
All gas, no break. Thank you all for being with us this season, for listening to the Jet Up podcast. I know it was a rough year. We appreciate you sticking with us to the end here. Enjoy the offseason. We will have uh, episodes releasing throughout the offseason as well as mock draft articles uh, that are covering, you know, the Jet hopeful, you know, fan base, you know, what we all hope for. And, and you know, we'll be there for you. So stay tuned. You can see all of those at rosterupmedia.com. And remember to subscribe to the Jet Up podcast. This is James, Ryan, and Tom signing off. Have a good one. Jet Up. Thanks for listening to this episode of Jet Up. Remember to go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Jet Up Pod. This episode was brought to you by Roster Up Media, where football meets data. Head to rosterupmedia.com for more great NFL content.